not be that smart and they may not be that pretty But they like to talk about Cardiff City It's the view from the ninny and with views from the ninny And not shoes from the ninny and the view from the ninny View from the Ninian is sponsored by TerraceBadger.com. Use code VFTN20, that's VFTN20 for 20% off whenever you spend on TerraceBadger.com. TerraceBadger is a local family-run business specializing in sports clothing and accessories, from t-shirts and hoodies to mugs and custom prints. They recently relocated and upgraded all equipment to offer the highest quality products with friendly customer service to boot. Use code VFTN20 for 20% off at TerraceBadger.com. Thanks for sponsoring the pod. A brave new world here at View from the Ninian as we record a podcast ahead of a game instead of after a game. We've got new streaming software. Tom's in Carmarthen. Ben's still at home, but we're all here. We're all accounted for, and we're going to chat to you for a little bit. Tom, how are you? Very well, thank you very much. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Ben Price, how are you? I'm good, mate. It's not that brave for new world, is it? It took you two attempts to get the intro nailed. Yeah, I know. Well, listen, um, we've got to keep some things consistent, right? Uh, keep the errors in, keep that going, keep it moving. Um, but we're all having fun. Um, right, we've got a few things to talk about on the podcast. You know, let's talk about the whale stuff because that's been happening. We've got Swansea to look forward to. I've got a little quiz. We can also talk about Rotherham. Um, let's talk about Wales first, though. Tom, as a, an avid Wales fan, we always come to you first on this. We hate Wales. You love Wales. Um, happy with four points from the first two qualifying games? Absolutely delighted. Yeah, I think most people expected three points tops. So to have four points from the first two games, I don't care about performances. I don't care how we got them. You know, it's just absolutely massive. So to see our name at the top of the group after two games is huge for momentum. And I think it already kind of washes away that kind of post-World Cup feeling. I think Mm -hmm. just looking at Twitter after that Croatia game, it was like everything was forgotten, you know, it felt like a new dawn already, and I thought it'd take a lot longer time period for that to happen. So, yeah, four points, absolutely thrilled, to be honest with you. Um, ben, let's talk about Croatia briefly. Um, you know, I think no one really gave us a chance going over to Croatia. You know, you look at the Croatia team, you look at the, the kind of new dawn of the Wales team, it felt like Croatia were going were gonna to run away with the points. But not only did we get the points, but the nature of the point in the last minute, um, it made it feel like a bit of a win, didn't it? It felt like a moment in like Welsh football again. So it's sort of, I think, like Andorra in 2015. It was alien that one. It was 2014, wasn't it? Andorra. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the battle that, game. Yeah. So, sort of those sort of moments, like last minute equaliser, everything like that, it felt really big. I mean, I had a tweet ready. I was just about to send a tweet saying, like, even a 1 0 loss is a pretty decent result there. I think they're going to batter some teams throughout this group. Mm. Um, so, if you come away there with a 1 0 loss, your goal difference isn't hurt too bad. It's a decent result but to get a point and in the man- manner it was was brilliant because we absolutely robbed it it was great um tom let's talk about the goal uh broadhead um gambled on the far post from a connor roberts long throw um it felt pretty old school in that sense but um what a moment for um uh, for, for a young player who's making kind of his, his breakthrough into the wales team oh massive and i think you know that's someone who's waited for that cap you know he was touted before the you know Euro 2016 as someone who could be coming into the squad alongside the likes of Ethan Ampadu. For him to have to wait that long for his debut and to score a goal of that significance, run across to the fans as well, burst into tears. I burst into tears. I, you know, it's, it's just, it's fantastic. You know, it, that's how you want to see 
Wales got to go last minute, and that's the emotion you want to see in front of the fans. And no, I'm I'm I'm, I'm thrilled for him. Um, ben, it was quite cute after the game. I think he was talking in the interview about. Um, I say cute. Um, it was just quite a nice moment. Um, he scored the obviously the equalising goal, um, and he said that he was. Uh, the first time he'll be watching a Wales game at the CCS, he'll be on the bench being able to make his debut. I mean, that's fantastic, isn't it? I think it's poor, to be honest. I think he should be to more games. What commitment's that to Wales if he's not going to the games? Perfect. I've, be, I've been to a lot of games at CCS. I should get a call up before him. I don't care if he scored. <laughs> uh, well, Rob Page is listening, so maybe he will he will change his mind and get you in the squad for the next game. I don't know. I played on Saturday <laughs> and got terrorised by an 18-year-old and still having nightmares from that. Couldn't get close enough to kick him. So I think I might be in trouble. Might be out of my depth. Uh, yeah, that, that kind of makes sense. Um, Tom, on to Latvia. Um, yeah, we got the win, but it, it kind of felt harder than it needed to be, didn't it? Yeah. It just felt like second half. You know, we'd done the hard work first half, getting that goal for half time. That's where you want to see us kick on. And I think Rob Page is scared to make substitutions at times, it feels like. I think everyone around us, like Kiefer Moore, as well as he played, looked knackered. He'd had a bit of a knock. Bring on someone like Bradshaw. And it didn't happen. And then it was unnecessarily nervy. Yes, they didn't really create anything. I thought we had plenty of good performances, but I'll take a one-nil win. But it felt a little bit like old Wales, a little bit where we were making it a lot harder than we needed to in our home ground against someone 133rd in the world. Um, ben, we, we touched upon it there, but how nice is it for for Kiefer Moore to get that goal? He's kind of been out in and out of the Bournemouth team this year. He's he's been on the bench a lot recently, but. It, it showed that his heading ability doesn't go away, does it? Oh, he's a great header as well. And it's it's literally what you're told when you as a kid how to attack and header is hard low into the ground, just in front bounce just in front of the keeper. And he got up well. It's such a good header. You forget how good he is. And it's mad that he's not getting as many games as he should for Bournemouth. He needs to come back to Cardiff. Yeah. He does need to come back to Cardiff. Um and I was going to say something else then. It's also nice that he didn't get booked for once. Um, I did put my usual bet on Kiefer Moore to get booked as he always gets booked in qualifiers games, but he didn't get booked this time. He might uh, get booked for run, isn't he? I think did so. He get booked, did he get booked in the World Cup? No, I don't think so. I don't um, think he did. He I mean, I don't think anyone did anything to get booked in the World Cup apart from Wayne Hennessy uh, kicking someone in the face. Um, Tom, rounding off the Wales chat, uh, big Ruben Colwell got a lovely assist for the under-21s. What's that going to do for his confidence? Probably fuck all from what we've seen in the past. <laughs> I think the amount of these false dawns we've had. Oh, hasn't he done something well? You know, no, no, it was good to see him again back on the field, putting in a good performance. Hopefully he does lift his confidence a bit. Um, he just, he seems so chilled that I'm not sure if this type of thing does spur him on or not at times. Mm-hmm. But it's just nice to see him playing a bit of football and get on the end of a positive result. But yeah, hopefully he can kick on for the rest of the season. Hopefully... I know it was a big wish, but like, hopefully we're safe for the few games to go so we can give people like him a run and put him on for 90 minutes and risk it because we're all crying out for him to have more football. You know, we thought this season would be the one he kicks on. I'm happy if we have to wait that it's next season he kicks on. I just want to see him to kick on at some point. And the longer it goes on, the more I worry it won't happen. So yeah, no, really happy to see him, you know, show, show a bit of creative flair, even if it is for the under-21s. Um, well, I mean, what a time for him to be kick on, to kick on would be this Saturday, wouldn't it, um, Ben? Uh, obviously, we, we've got the big game to look forward to on Saturday. Uh, strange that it's a 3pm kickoff again at home, but um, it's Cardiff against Swansea. It's us versus our little brothers from down west. Um, the loyalists coming to town. Um, ben, the game being on a Saturday, does that show 
the kind of lack of importance of this game this season. Neither team really challenging for everything. Anything we're challenging for relegation, obviously. Uh, Swansea seem relatively ensconced in mid-table, but it just doesn't feel like it has the big game atmosphere of the last couple of years, does it? Yeah, I think everything's sort of gone away from it, hasn't it? It's a three o'clock kicker. I know there's still a bubble and stuff, but you haven't really got the draw of like neither team's done the double anymore. That's gone. Neither team's chasing promotion. We're sort of fighting relegation, but we're not exactly a great watch on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just, it feels like outside of South Wales, I don't think anyone gives a shit. It's, it, I think it feels very similar to whenever Norwich play Ipswich. And that in that part of the world, it seems to be the biggest thing in the world. But everywhere else is sort of like, meh. Yeah, I, I do think like, you know, especially when we got to the Premier League and then um, in the years afterwards, it did feel like a bigger game than than it than it had done in recent years. But it just feels like it's fallen flat, um, especially because we're, we're both kind of not really fight, battling for anything good this year. Um, Tom, but it is important for us, isn't it? And it does feel like the game being close to a sellout at home for the first time in a couple of years is, is actually quite a big thing. Yeah, I, I think that's the key point is about the outside of South Wales. I don't think it's any less significant here. I think we've got a hell of a lot riding on this last part of the season. Mm-hmm. So this is the most up for a South Wales derby I've been in a long time, I must admit. Like, I think it's just that outside of uh, South Wales. But to be honest with you, I don't care what anyone outside of South Wales thinks. This game is huge for us. You know, we, we've done all right in the last couple of months. And this is massive for us now. If we can get the South Wales derby hoodoo off our back with a positive result, this could be massive for us going forward. Because we've gone into this game absolutely dreading it. You know, they've been absolutely wallowing in this for the last couple of years. And this is an ideal opportunity for us to stick one on them. And they deserve it. We don't deserve to get anything against them from our last performances. But it's nice to see us have one. You know, we've conceded nine goals and haven't scored anything. So I, I really want to get at them. It's an ideal opportunity. They've got fuck all to play for, really. They, they mm-hmm. were teetering around that relegation talk at one point, but they've pulled away from that now. So let's give them a spanking because, you know, we need something to get out at the end of our season going. And this would be the perfect opportunity to do just that. Um, ben, it's, it's the kind of... It's the bragging rights, isn't it? Um, Lamucci is a new manager. Um, he's 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 only been at the club really for sort of ten games now, give or take. I can never remember the exact maths. Um, how how much would he cement his place with Cardiff fans and kind of get the fans behind him with with a win on Saturday? I think it's huge, and it? I think so many the downfall of so many managers being the South Wales derby. It's, I think it feels that shit always goes wrong for those managers after that game. I feel like. You go back as far as Solskjaer, everyone sort of could tell it wasn't working with him after that game. And just, you could tell he didn't get the club and it never worked out. Um, right through to Mick McCarthy, I think that was the big, big one, was like the final issue there. Hud's got it wrong, didn't last much longer. Um, yeah, it's just... It would be a huge, huge thing for him, especially now we've got the hoodoo of Bristol City off our back and the yeah. bottle of the derbies has gone. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Tom. I completely agree. Like, I'm buzzing for this. I think we've got a great chance because they seem to be in self-destruct mode a bit with their, within their fan base. They seem really on the turn with everything. So we can really put them under pressure and sort of put them in a bad spin for next year and really help our cause. So it's massive. And Lamucci will be massively stating the importance of this game, I think. Um, Tom, on that point, we, we've, you know, it's it's the first time really, and we'll come to it on the Twitter question as well. That we're we're going into a game in almost like a bit more stability than Swansea. Martin seems really unhappy at the club. There's a whole host of question marks over 
what players are going to be there next season. Is it the first time that we're going into a derby where a win for us could impact their manager, like a loss in the derby for us has impacted our managers in recent years? You know, Martin's already on the turn and on the downturn with their fans. If he loses on Saturday, that sours sours their view of him even more, doesn't it? Possibly. I think it's a real pity that they got a result against Bristol just before this international break. Because I think if they'd lost that, then... I think if they lose against us, then I think Martin, I think the whole relationship there does break down. Now, I feel like it depends on the nature of it. If we do beat them, and that's a big if, if we spank them, then I think you've got a bit of, I think the discourse will get louder. If we sneak a 1-0 win against them or something like that, yeah. or to draw, I don't think the discourse will get any worse. It would have been, I know, I never want Bristol City to win a game, but if they, if, if they you know, one down in the Liberty or the Swan, Swansea.com or whatever the, Chittles called now, you know if if you know if they'd got a result in that game, I think there would have been a lot more pressure on Swansea, but it's kind of eased off because of that. But but I think you're right though. For the first time, it does feel that their manager would be under more pressure than ours because we've gone into these games thinking, oh, we've been nervous going into these games. Mm -hmm. Now, now that they've done the double, part of me is like, I don't. If we lose, we lose. I don't think it's as big as it would have been a year ago. I don't want them to do a double-double or whatever they're trying to call it down there. But I don't care as much anymore. I think that massive build-up has kind of petered out. Like you said, there is a bit of discourse down there. I just want us to put a solid performance in and you know and get and get a result. I don't, I, I, I don't really care what happens to Russell Martin. I think he'll go at the end of the season anyway. He hasn't yeah. really had his way down there. Um, but I, I do like the fact that they're suffering a little bit. Because the the focus has been on us being a basket case, so it's nice to have a little bit of attention on them for a change. They've been an underrated uh, basket case for a while, though, haven't they? It's not like this yeah. is a new thing. They've they've no. just got the one difference between the way they run and the way we're running is they've got someone that's like on the board that actually knows a bit of football, and they've got lucky with him. Well, not lucky because he's clearly very good at his job, but. That's the only difference because their ownership doesn't give a shit as much as Tan doesn't give a shit about us. So no, and it, and it feels like they're they're kind of the way they do. Th- you know, they, they always hide a manager who would then come in and continue things on. But it feels like under Martin, it's almost reaching its its end stage because they've had lots of managers come in, take it on, and get lucky with it. But Martin seems to have really struggled to kind of turn the squad around into the way he wants to play. And I think that's that's where he's struggling at the moment, isn't it? Because he's got all he's got some really good players, but he's you know Jamie Patson, for example, seems to want to sit on the bench, doesn't seem to want to play. They they're resigned to losing people like Liam Manning at the end of the season already. Um, and I think we could see more of that because they've signed some good players. As Harry Darling, who they signed from um, MK Dons, I think, who's a, a really good centre half. I think you know he went to Swansea probably thinking I'm going to look upwards into the Premier League, into the playoffs. And now all of a sudden they're not looking at that anymore. A lot of these players could be thinking now's the time to get out as well. So it could be the end of the the current Swansea project. It probably won't be because that's very grandiose and, and ridiculous of me to suggest, but we could see that. Um, ben, Team changes. Um, I, I don't know if Robbo's going to be back, but there was talk that he was targeted in the Swansea game. O'Dowder went away on international duty this week and obviously um, has a minor injury. Um, no news yet as to whether he's going to miss out, but the, the assumption is that he is. Are there any changes you make going into this game? Do you start Cabber? Do you bring in anyone like Rolls to kind of you know galvanise the team? Cabber is a worry for me, see. Um <laughs> He seems like, like he might do a robo throw the ball at someone's face. That's it's exactly that. He seems like he could either score a hat trick or get sent off after ten minutes. He's a worry. I, th- I don't know. I think I'd rather him come off the bench. And if Wickham's fit, someone like Wickham just sort of 
a steady head, hold the ball, and sort of get a bit of control on the game. I think mm-hmm. it's important. I think the first 30 minutes in this game could be so important to how it plays out for us. Like, I think it might be a bit of a backs against the wall, don't concede for the first 30, and then go on and win it comfortably after that. But, um, yeah, the left-back issue, again, is a worry because I don't really want to see Joe Rawls playing wing-back against, even if they're not quite the most informed players, like some of the wide players the Jacks have. That is a, not a nice thought. Um, Tom, on that wing-back question, do you, you know, we have two left-back options who aren't Callum O'Dowda. One's Joel Bagan. One is Jack Simpson, who seems to have disappeared um, off the face of the earth. Do you trust either of those going into a derby game? No. Um, <laughs> All right, moving on. No, no, I think, I don't know. It's, it's a tough one. I, wouldn't see, I, wouldn't, I don't want to see Rawls there. To be honest, I don't really want to see Rawls starting because I know we want the kind of, you know, I don't know, someone who gets the derby. But what we've seen in past games is, nothing really happening and him kicking someone in the 86th minute to show that he cares. Yeah. And I don't think that works. Um, I'm not really sure what our left-back answer is. In terms of the one up front of Cabba, I kind of wouldn't mind seeing the chaos as long as it's not like petulant chaos like it was with Robbo. I, you know, throwing someone a ball in someone's face after seven minutes is just daft. I think Cabba would just add something, I don't know, a little bit of spark into it. I don't mm-hmm. think he's the type of player to get sent self-sent off he could be all over I, I, I don't know I kind of just want to see it I just want to see <laughs> I, I just I, I, I want to see what a man can bring because I'm looking for a bit of an enjoyment in this fixture because we haven't had it for years and I'd take the risk of him doing something daft for the risk of him having a hat trick because I just want something I just want us to I do want us to hammer them I, just, I am just sick of you know being at the wrong end of uh, results against them and when we did finally get results behind closed doors and I just want to be there in the stand watching us batter them because I am being back in Kamada now I'm I'm just sick of them they're everywhere they're like rats <laughs> they, they, they can't get away from them they like to remind me what goes on and I just for once I want to be able to rub it in their faces um, Ben any thoughts to add to that? No I'm with him I'd love to battle him <laughs> but to be honest I'll take three points. Just get the bragging rights. Um, Mark in work, who's a jack. If I could just go in... Is he listed, day, Mark? If, he does listen sometimes, to be fair. I said he has listened before. So if I can go in there and just laugh in his face on Monday, I'm a happy man. All right. Uh, go on then. Uh, prediction then, Ben. 2-1 Cardiff. All right, Phillips. 3-0 win. Whoa! Wah wah wah! Uh, <laughs> this has backfired before when I said we went four 0 away at them, and that didn't happen. So, but no, I, I don't know. I, I've got a new positive attitude. I said we get a result in Croatia with Wales, and we did. So I'm going to try to keep this positive vibe going. To be fair, the way you're going, I want to run through a wall after like some of the speeches you've done this after this evening. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, tough day. No. <laughs> Uh, I'll go two 0 because I predicted two 0 last time, and I think we not for the Swansea game, whatever game I predicted right last time. So I'll do that again. Uh, right, moving on to Twitter. Um, so we had first comment on Twitter: Anya Green missing the game on Saturday for a wedding in Rotherham of all places. Gutted. Um, I think Ben, you asked him to check the weather or check them check the weather before you travel. 
um, which is classic banter at the moment. Um, Alex uh, Alex Odelfark, he says, "Could you would you rather get thrashed four nil again but stay up, or win four nil but end up going down?" Tom, you got to say stay up because going down would be the end of our club. But part of me is saying I would quite like us to win four nil and drop because I, I, I like I've said I'm sick of them. But no, I'd rather stay up. Ben. Just for content this week, I'll, I'll say batter them 4-0, but no no deep down I actually mean I'd rather stay up. But right now, yeah, batter them 4-0. All right then. Uh, Reese Gilbert, where do you think we'd be in a table right now if Hudson was still manager, Ben? About the same, maybe a place lower. It's not so like we've climbed massively. No. Exactly the same. Yeah, maybe one place lower. Uh, oh, there's lots of good questions here and I will get to because they require some thought uh, Sean Collins looks near to sell out for the stadium when was the last time we did that in a championship going to be a great atmosphere I'd say the last time we sold out a game in a championship must have been the year we got promoted uh, to the Premier League I can't think of what the year after was obviously impacted by Covid by the end of it and attendances weren't great under Harris and then I don't think they ever really picked back up under McCarthy um, I, I don't know we're that close so we're not that close we're, we're like 25 yeah so no, it's 30 apparently the club tweeted today there's 25 oh the club well some people are reporting that it's apparently over 30 well they're wrong I'm, I'm <laughs> no, I, I don't know I, I, I feel like it's one of those respond to the tweet mate don't tell him he's wrong why I'm responding here <laughs> no like, I, I just I don't think it's going to be as full as we think I think we, we've all seen tweets from someone who's been trying to check the ticketing website to see how many seats are left. But I'm not even sure that top stand's open yet, is it? It is open, but they're opening it block by open. block. It's not uh, like they've they, all yeah. sold out, yeah. I, I, yeah, I think we've got to temper our expectations a little bit here. I think we're going to be 28 tops. As, 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 as It's good to see our ticket sales are picked up because it could have been a lot worse. But I don't think it's going to be anywhere close to a sellout from what I've seen. Uh, Cameron, how do you think Cabba will celebrate his hat-trick on Saturday? Ben, is it doing a bicycle kick? Oh, bicycle kick, 100%, yeah. Um, and then we've got Matt Stan has given us some some good insight into the, the Cardiff City uh, women's team, who I think won the league this week, didn't they? Um, they did, yeah. Which was fantastic to see. Um, he's talking about uh, one of the goals of the season he scored, Chevy Walsh being the front-runner for player of the season. Uh, Siobhan Walsh, uh, I think she's a cousin of one of my best friends. The incredible transformation of the women's pathway from top to bottom, led by Ian Darbyshire and uh, Mike Thomas. What lies next for Cardiff City after becoming championship champions of Wales? Um, Tom, what does lie next for the women's team? It feels like they're getting into the public consciousness for the first time in a, in a few years. It feels like they're getting a lot of really positive coverage and playing some really positive football. How important is it for the club as a whole to have that link to a really, really strong women's programme? I think it's massive, right? I think, you know, you want to see role models in both the men's and the women's game. And to see that, you know, elevated to a, a higher stage is fantastic. You, you, you've seen what's happened up in Wrexham yeah. with, you know, how they've elevated the women's game there. So the more that that happens consistently from club to club as well, you don't want just one club doing it. But you, you need rivals. You need other clubs doing it as well. So, you know, the closer we get to our women's team, the better. Obviously, in Cardiff, we've got the Cardiff City women's as part of the club and the other Cardiff City women's as well, ladies team as well. So there's that bit of confusion. You can see that I think it's been hard to kind of publicise a little bit because, you know, we're in the Welsh setup there as part of our club and the English setup with the other Cardiff City. So I think some people, I think there's still a bit of understanding and education that needs to happen for a lot of people to 
just understand how it all works. But I, th- I think like us winning the league is massive because Swansea have been good in the last few years, Cardiff Met as well. So no, long may it continue. It'd be fantastic if it, they can go from strength to strength. Uh, Samuel Parry, Welsh Socialism says, Ben, are we the better run club for once? No. Kevin Cummings at the last home derby, Russell Martin walked right across the pitch pre-game towards the away end and whipped the inbreds up into a right lather. Given their poor form, do you think he'll have the brass neck to pull this stunt again? Ben, will he have the brass neck to pull that stunt again? 100%, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, he's going really to do anything to get the fans up and get the fans on side. Look, we've said for as many times as possible, as much, how many times have we said it this part, these last few weeks in the podcast, we're simple folk. Nothing gets us more excited than a fist bump. Yeah, that's true. And a little clap. Um, not the clap, just a little clap. Lee Spear, I think I speak for Cardiff fans when I say I just want us to have a go. Be aggressive. Don't let them settle. And if maybe we could at least score, it's an improvement. Beating Bristol City for me has taken a lot of pressure off this one, but also given me more belief. Oliver Reese spoke to a few Jacks in Croatia. None of them are confident for Saturday. They've all turned on Russell Martin, it seems. We need to take the game to them. No sitting back. Hoping Sabri gets it right, like versus Bristol. To quote Tom Skinner, I don't get nervous. Um, Gareth Dunning we've already discussed this who slots in at left wing back if Canlo Dowder is out which is a huge loss has a few options but depends if he goes to wing backs or a back four let's hope he is fit Diff MJ on a scale of 1 to 10 how sad are the people who've turned up to fill out the ground on Saturday but will never return to see us again until we play them or a Premier League team next um, Tom it's annoying isn't it that we seem to pick up these tickets for other games are, are sold out what do the club have to do to keep these fans around now put on a good performance is that as simple as yeah, it is win, yeah win games I think like at the end of the day look you've got a you've got a faction of fans will they be there no matter what but for some people it's entertainment and if it's a, yeah. if you know you're paying a certain amount each week to go and watch something spend a lot of your time on a Saturday where you could be doing other things you know you've got to make it worth it and that's on the pitch that's around the pitch that's in the concourse you know and I don't think as a club we've got any of it right in the last five years so, you know, I don't think you can blame fans for turning up every now and again. I think that that's on the club to sort that out and entice people to come back. Uh, Daniel Price says, let's discuss Keith Stroud as the referee. How badly is he going to screw us? Ben, where does Keith Stroud rank in your pantheon of bad referees? He's right up there. He's not a good one. But um, I think he tends to be equally a shite for both sides. He's not one that I feel has an active vendetta against us. I think he's just incompetent. So you never know, it could work for you, it could work against you. It just adds to the excitement of the game. Uh, I just looked up Cardiff and Keith Stroud and um, I found an article from when we played Millwall in the Premier League promotion season. Neil Warnock slams referee Keith Stroud after disallowed cut goal denies Cardiff the winner. I think that was the sole barrier over head kick. Disallowed that, wouldn't he? Oh, I forgot about that. Um, he must be also... because I know, I know who he is. I don't care yeah. about referees at all, but the fact I know who Keith Stroud is... Like shows how inept he is a referee. Him, Pawson, and Tierney—they're the ones I know. Kevin, um, nobody's friend. Kevin, nobody's friend. Swarbrick. I've read an article about him recently. Am I kidding? I know lots of them. If you also search Carter City on Alamy.com, there's a Carter City's Mark Hudson protests to referee Keith Stroud after he gave away a pen. He gave a penalty against us in. What, 2011, 2012? He's been refereeing for years. Uh, right, back to the other questions we had. Uh, let me scroll back up. Uh, da-da, da-da, da-da. Okay, so I've got um, Daniel Morgan, a friend of the pod who asks us these questions, says, I've asked chat GBT to write a funny would-you-rather question related to the South Wales derby. Here it is. Funnily enough, today, um, 
Elon Musk and a thousand other tech people have signed a letter saying that um, the advancements of AI is a threat to human um, humankind, basically. And I think he was talking about this. Would you rather Cardiff win but have to change our name to Swansea B for the rest of the season or Swansea win but have to rename their stadium, the Cardiff City Stadium, for the rest of the season? I think I know my answer. Ben, you can go first. I don't know. So would They're you rather both... Cardiff win, but change the name to Swansea B for the rest of the season, or Swansea win, <laughs> but have to rename their stadium, the Cardiff City Stadium, for the rest of the season? I think I'd rather... I'd rather win, but I feel like the, the stadium being called the club's name, like our stadium's name, isn't as bad as being called Swansea B. I don't feel like they're even sort of questions, are they? All right, so you've gone, we're going to win and be, be Swansea B. Tom? Change their stadium name. 100%. Change their stadium name. I just, yeah, I just, I just love how petty that is. <laughs> I think I'd, I'd go for the first one because there's only ten games left of the season, so we'd only have a, yeah, a month. We'll always have it though. We'd always have it. Well, a month actually. Do you remember when your stadium was named after your rival? I, I, yeah, I, I just love it. Uh, Jordan Reed asks, would you rather score a quality goal that will be played over and over in the first minute and then sit on it for 89 minutes, or would it be better to score a goal line scramble in the 89th minute and deal with a concussion for a few weeks afterwards? I took a jump. Where did the concussion come from? <laughs> um, I would go with score a quality goal that will be played over and over in the first minute because I'll remember that because I've been concussed and it's not fun. Uh, Tom? Uh, I'd go for the 89th minute concussion because you've always got the highlights on Twitter to look back when I don't remember it. Oh, that's true, actually. Ben? Yeah, until the head injury, it was last minute scramble. But um, yeah, I don't I don't fancy brain damage. CT's nothing. CT's not a joke, people. CT's not a joke. Um, yeah, we're first worldie. All right. And then the final question from Rob Ashcroft. If you were on Come Dine With Me, who would your four guests be? And he's gone, someone alive, someone dead, superhero or a convicted and a convicted serial killer. I'll go first, give you time to think. Someone alive. Um, oh, God, this is tough. Uh, someone alive, I would go with. Someone alive, I would go with uh, Donald Fagan from Steely Dan. Someone <laughs> dead. I would go with Tupac Shakur. Superhero, I'd go with Spider-Man. Convicted serial killer, Harold Chipman. <laughs> Tom? Ben? I'll go to Ben first. Yeah, yeah. No, just of all the people, I was not expecting Harold Chipman. <laughs> what? Cardiff and Jesus Singh, he was our friend. Yeah, I just was not expect. That's the closest to football you've oh, given on this football God. podcast with an answer. Is Carol <laughs> Shipman? <laughs> um, some alive. I'll go Jose Mourinho. I just think I just think it'd be a laugh. Someone dead. Um, the Queen, so I can laugh at her. Um, so <laughs> weird. What was the other one? Superhero. Uh, superhero. Convicted serial killer. Super Ted. I think no explanation. Oh, no. Yeah, fair. And then convicted. I don't know that many serial killers. Um, Chris Benoit. I don't know. Fucking oh, hell, man! I can talk about the wrestling. Oh, yeah, we'll God. ignore you killing your wife and kids, Chris. Let's talk about WrestleMania twenty instead. Oh, you can't remember it. That's a shame. All right, Tom. Close this segment out. Uh, alive, I would go for Miley Cyrus. Just, I don't know. Uh, dead. Oh, God, this is horrible. Uh, dead. Who would I go for? 
This is quite tough, actually. I've now forgotten all dead people. <laughs> I <hate that>. um, <laughs> uh, shit. Uh, Charles de Gaulle. Don't know why he said that. Um, the airport. Super, Mr. Yeah, airport. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, superhero. I had super Ted in my head, so I'll stick with it. And serial killer Fred West. He gets off my patio out. Then. Good. Right. I mean, <laughs> if you want to send flat. us questions like send us questions like that, twitter.com forward slash VFT Ninian. Um, I hope no one ever asks us a question about serial killers ever again. That's uh, all we're going to get now. I'm going to skip the Wikipedia nugget this week because I've written a quiz. Um, we'll do the oh, quiz. God. We'll talk about Rotherham. Then we'll close out the podcast. It's been painful. Um, right. The quiz. Who played more games for Cardiff or Swansea? That's the quiz. I've got one, two, seven players here and a tiebreaker. Um, and I'm going to start with Jason Bowen. Uh, who who do you play more games for? Ben, I'll come to you first. Cardiff or Swansea? Cardiff. Tom? Cardiff. You're both correct. Uh, he played 134 games for Cardiff, 124 for Swansea. Uh, second player, Kevin Nugent. He do he play more games for Cardiff or Swansea? Tom. Oh God, uh, Swansea. Ben. Yeah, I'll go Swansea too. Uh, you're both wrong. It, uh, he played 99 games for Cardiff, 74 for Swansea. Um, Warren Feeney. Who do you play more games for, Ben? Cardiff or Swansea? I think he played more for Swansea, didn't he? Tom? Uh, Cardiff. Tom gets it right. 20 games for Cardiff, 10 games for Swansea. Um, So, Ben, you got that one wrong. And Tom's leading 2-1 with four to go. Stephen Colker. Tom, who do you play more games for, Cardiff or Swansea? Uh, Cardiff. Uh, Ben? Yeah, I'll go Cardiff as well. Uh, you both got that right. You played 38 for Cardiff, 26 for Swansea. Andy Leg, Andrew Leg. Uh, ben, how many games do you... Oh, who do you play more for? Cardiff or Swansea? Swansea. Swansea, uh, Tom? Cardiff. Cardiff. Cardiff is correct. Uh, he played 175 games for Cardiff, 163 for Swansea. Tom is leading, I think, three... Two now, Dimmy constant drop a lot. Uh, how many games did he play for Cardiff? How many games did he play for Swansea? Who do you play more for? Is actually the quiz, Ben. Uh, played more for Cardiff, played more for Cardiff, Tom. Cardiff by two. I reckon I've looked, I reckon I've read this recently. You were right by two, Cardiff six, Swansea four, and then the final one, Dean Saunders. Who do you play more games for, Cardiff or Swansea, Ben? Swansea. Tom, are you googling it? I was just thinking. Oh, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm winning by two. Is Swansea, Ben? Yeah, I'm going to Swansea. All right, uh, Tom. Yeah, Swansea. Yes, he played 49 games for Swansea and four for Cardiff on loan <laughs> from Swansea to Cardiff, like Warren Feeney, but the other way. Uh, Tom, you win that four three. I think. Uh, well done. Um, what? He won by two. two. Yeah. Oh, one by two, five three then. Uh, good, good job. Someone's keeping count. Uh, <laughs> there was a tiebreaker. Uh, who played more games for Cardiff, John Charles or Mel Charles? Who, who, who would you have said? I go Mel. Mel, sideshow Mel. Yeah, I think Mel played more for Swansea than Cardiff, but played more than John. Yeah, Mel. <laughs> yeah, Mel Charles. Seventy-nine games to sixty-nine games. Um, right. That's it for another episode of The View from the Ninian uh, on our new streaming software. Very good. Tom, final question. When will we play Rotherham again? 
God knows. I, I, I don't. This is. We can't just do this as a quick answer, surely. Like, what is going on? Does anyone actually know what is going on with this game? We've submitted evidence to the EFL that involved one of our directors asking people on Twitter what time their photos were taken. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you know it's a comprehensive big list, and we've got a very strong argument. I do. I do just wonder. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think any there is any other outcome other than the game has to be replayed in full. That's yeah, the only no, thing I can see. I can see because that's the only fair outcome. As much as you can say, Rotherham might have gerrymandered it. Rotherham might not have tried to clean up the pitch. The only fair way to do it, and the only way that is by the book, is playing the whole game again. I just don't understand. The only thing I can think of is because it's been like two weeks now. The only thing I can think of is that they're just trying to find a suitable date for it, and that's the only thing I can think of. But it doesn't I, feel like it would take this long because everyone has a fucking calendar. I think it's that they're waiting to see if, like, I don't know, both teams pull away from the relegation zone or something. They're waiting for some timing where it's less controversial and has less of an effect yeah. on the season. I, I think what will happen is they'll, they'll replay the whole game in full and then whack a fine on them just to say, oh, they might they could have made it better than it was, but yeah. we're always going to have to replay it. And I don't know why they can't just come out and say it. It just feels that there's more of an ulterior motive in this way. They're trying to wait for the perfect timing. But just get on with it. People want to go watch this game. Do you know what I mean? It's off it all, the fans it, again. It also just creates more superstition, more superstition, more suspicion, and more speculation about the reasons as to why the game, why they haven't announced it soon enough. Like the more, the more you sit here and think, oh, the game, it's, it's taking forever to announce. You're going, oh, well, they must have found something out then that's going to prove prove this point. But it, I don't think that's going to happen. Ben, you're going to say something. Yeah, you look at it like the only dates available are going to be the fifth, April the fifth. Um, which is too short notice now. I don't think they'll do it then. You do April the 12th, but you've got Easter Bank Holiday weekend there where we're playing on the Monday, playing on the yeah. uh, playing Good Friday, playing on the Monday, playing on the Wednesday, then playing on the Saturday. Or you then haven't got it until the 25th, and they want to get it in as soon as possible because they don't want, just in case there's more incidents, the league like having it done as soon as possible. So I'd have thought they've announced something by now. It's really strange, and pretty poor of the EFL to be honest and just like we all know what's going to happen it's going to be a me a, like a token fine to Rotherham and nil nil it's the only thing that's going to happen yeah I just that's what I mean it's just like it doesn't it doesn't feel like there's any reason for this to be carrying on in this way it should just be sorted and should just be dealt with but they just don't seem willing to make that decision um we just love a court case out of nowhere don't we we just love the threat of legal action just for no reason well yeah and I do I do think the club are doing the right thing to pull some kind of evidence together because there obviously was they they were just doing not doing bad stuff, but they were just clearly not trying on the day or whatever it is. And if there's a point to prove, there's a point to prove. But um, I just think we all know what's going to happen. So just get it sorted as quickly as we can. Agreed. Agreed. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, thanks for listening once again. Thanks to Terrace Badger for sponsoring us. Use code VFTN twenty. That's VFTN two O. They've carried on sponsoring us to the end of the season. So thank you very much to the guys at Terrace Badger. Um, we love your work. You love our work clearly. Um, Twitter.com forward slash VFT Ninian. KOFI.com forward slash VFT Ninian. If you'd like to uh, commit some money to us, Ben. Thanks for joining me, Tom. Thanks for joining me. See you at the weekend. They may not.
not be that smart and they may not be that pretty But they like to talk about Cardiff City It's the view from the ninny and with views from the ninny And not shoes from the ninny and the view from the ninny and...